0: You are listening to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment, where you will get knowledge, training, resources, and support for better blood pressure control. If you are suffering with high blood pressure or blood pressure that is difficult to treat, this podcast is indeed for you. Here is your host, Dr. Tanya. Hi, I'm Dr. Tanya, and I am here to teach you everything you ought to know about hypertension management. I am a clinical scientist and I've done research over 10 years and I found some interesting things about hypertension and blood pressure control and medication taking behavior. I would like to share with you all of the information I found as well as all the information that's out there that, that will help you get control of your blood pressure. Stick with me and We'll take this journey to help you improve your blood pressure. Thanks for listening. Hello, hypertension resistors. So today I want to talk to you about a question that was brought up uh, by one of my Facebook friends. And then I will share with you some of the responses from my Facebook friends uh, to that question. And then I'll talk about what my recommendations are for what you need to do about this particular question. So let's get to it. So one of my Facebook friends asked the question, what do you all do when your blood pressure spikes high, like 180 over 100? And there were various responses. So let me just tell you what some people, uh, how some people responded to this question, which is a very good question because with hypertension, I mean, you have high blood pressure, you could have your blood pressure well controlled. And then sometimes for various reasons, your blood pressure spikes up very high and you get very nervous about that. And rightfully so. You want to really know what to do about this. I made a podcast about this early on when I first started the podcast, but I I really would like to let you see what other people have said about how they respond to high blood pressure spikes. So this is in real life. I mean, these are responses by people who were trying to help uh, this Facebook friend of what she needs to really consider in order to get her blood pressure down. So uh, one person said, my doctor gave me backup medication in parentheses. She has clonidine to take. If it gets over 150, over 90, I don't have to take it often, but when I do, it works really well. So that was one person said about clonidine, and I'm going to caution you about clonidine. Now, clonidine is a blood pressure medication that is used basically uh, for people who usually it's not the first line of uh, medication that is prescribed for blood pressure. So if someone is having trouble with getting their blood pressure controlled on three or four different medications, your physician or the healthcare provider would provide this prescription for clonidine. But the problem with clonidine is that it is not one of those medications that you can just take. Uh, one dose of uh if you take clonidine and take it just to get the blood pressure down just one time uh without any follow up medication and titration uh then it could really spike your blood pressure even higher, so it'll get it down for the time being. And then after about 12 hours, well, it could be even more than less than that. It could be between eight and 12 hours. Your blood pressure may then spike again, very high. So clonidine, even though sometimes we use it in healthcare because we're monitoring blood pressures and heart rates and everything else. So we'll use it just as a one-time dose. But, um, Generally speaking, clonidine is not something you want to use just as a one-time dose on your own. Now, if your doctor prescribed it that way, then go ahead and use it that way because that's the way your doctor prescribed, but you just have to be careful. I guess what I'm really trying to tell you is if you're using clonidine for just a one-time dose... And you're going to just get your blood pressure down just at one time. Make sure you follow up and monitor your blood pressure frequently during that day and the next day. And I would say for for that week. So, for example, if you take clonidine right now and then you want to monitor your blood pressure in 20 to 30 minutes to see if it did work. Now, once that blood pressure, uh, once you take that blood pressure and let's say is down by then, in about an hour or two, you want to monitor it again to see if it's staying down, okay? And if it is staying down, okay, that's very good. And then before you go to bed or whatever, by noon or, or before you go to bed, you want to monitor it again. Now, if you have any symptoms at all, of course, you're going to monitor your blood pressure to make sure it didn't spike up. Up, but generally, like I said, clonidine is not used as a one time uh thing. Now, the next person, uh, responded, they said, go to the emergency room. And that is very good advice, but go to the emergency room because, um, if a blood pressure is 180 over 100, it, it that can indicate that that blood pressure is really severe. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Now, according to the American Heart Association, the latest hypertension guidelines. Uh, hypertension is responsible for 57% of stroke deaths and 24% of cardiovascular disease deaths. So it's very important to make sure your blood pressure stay controlled. So what is controlled blood pressure? There are various uh, organizations that have come out with what the different, um, what The target goal should be, and I talk about target goal because that's what you're looking to keep your blood pressure less than. So the target goal blood pressure, according to the American Heart Association, is less than 130 over 80. A target goal blood pressure for the general population is basically less than 130 over 80. So what are the levels? What are the levels of blood pressure? Okay. So according to the American Heart Association, a normal blood pressure is less than 120 and less than 80. So the top number less than 120 and the bottom number less than 80. Now, an elevated blood pressure is a blood pressure that's 120 to 129, the top number and less than 80, the bottom number. So hypertension is diagnosed and they call it stage one hypertension. If your blood pressure is 130 to 139, the top number and the bottom number is 80 to 89. Now. Hypertension stage 2 is a blood pressure of 140 or higher, the top number, and the bottom number, 90 or higher. Now, hypertension crisis, and that's really where I'm trying to go with this, hypertension crisis is higher than 180. If your blood pressure is running higher than 180, the top number, and the bottom number higher than 120, both are one or the other, you need to call your doctor immediately. And that's just a simple thing. Before you go to the emergency room, call your doctor immediately unless you're having stroke symptoms. If you're having stroke symptoms, you want to call 911. So in her case, her blood pressure is right at 180 and it's over 100. So actually it does not fall within the parameter that is indicated by the American Heart Association because it said higher than 180. So what would one to do? Well, you would do the same thing. You would call your doctor. You First of all, I would say, make sure that you're monitoring your blood pressure appropriately, right? If you're doing it in the right way. But before that, I would say, Make sure your blood pressure cuff is a validated blood pressure monitor. Then make sure that the cuff that you're using to monitor your blood pressure is the right size for your arm. So you want to measure that arm to make sure your blood pressure cuff is the right size. Then once you know that, you want to make sure you're taking it correctly. Now I have, uh, go to my website, I have exactly how, what correct is the correct way of taking a blood pressure. And you can download that flyer, which is a very simple flyer that reminds you of how to take your blood pressure correctly. And if you go to my YouTube channel, you can see how to measure your arm in order to make sure your blood pressure cuff is the right size. Okay. So once you know you have the right the right size blood pressure cuff, you know your monitor is validated, you you are taking it in the right way, then you want to take several readings so that you can give those readings to your doctor. Just one reading will not give your doctor enough information. So you want to monitor your blood pressure, wait a minute, take it again, and it may go up. Um, Wait a minute, take it again, get about two to three Measurements before you call your healthcare provider. And I would get a measurement on both arms as well. And that's a lot to do when your blood pressure is elevated, and I know, and you're already anxious and all of that. But what you want to do is to try to relax, try to do some breathing exercises, and go ahead and take your blood pressure. Because really, it, it, knowing that your blood pressure, I mean, if it stays high like that, you would need to let your healthcare provider know about it. Now, the next person said, if you are having anxiety, take deep breaths and sync with this um, this graphic. And, and there is a graphic there that um, she displays, um, like the one that you use for the Apple Watch. If you have an Apple Watch, there's a breathing section on there it It has a guided breathing technique um you can do it for one minute or five minutes or whatever um, so you can utilize that An Apple watch is very useful in order to uh take those deep breaths. it guides you through the deep breaths by pulsating on your on your um wrist and it it shows you when to take in a deep breath, when to let the deep breath out and you can, it's really guided. So, um, that is very useful. The next person said, here's some music that could lower your blood pressure naturally. Use this, um, music video that could help lower your blood pressure. And that's very useful. Uh, if the blood pressure is elevated due to anxiety or, um, stress or anything like that, then that could possibly help. Um, But with it being so high um, that it's the blood pressure being 180 over 100, it may not be enough. The next person said, I take a hot bath or shower and stay as warm as possible. And this other person said, don't take hot baths or showers. It raises your blood pressure, though. And this person says warm heat are vasodilators. And this other person said, drink beet juice and lots of hot water, soak in hot bath. And this other person responds to it. Your blood pressure this at this time, hot bath is not good. And then another person says, I have heard both arguments, but it works for me. I sit in a hot bath, drinking hot tea, and my blood pressure goes down. So far, it's the hot bath and blood pressure. There's a nice article in the Harvard Health Publishing by the Harvard uh, Medical School that refers to um, this question, and it talks about hot baths and saunas. According to this one Dr. Adolf Hutter, the professor of medicine, at Harvard School of Medicine, uh, he says that the high temperatures in a warm tub or sauna could cause blood vessels to dilate, which lowers your blood pressure. And he says... The volume of blood your heart pumps will also rise, especially in the hot tub. And what he's referring to is that although your blood pressure comes down, your heart rate probably will increase. It says people who take frequent saunas or hot baths may lower their risk of heart problems, but be cautious if you have low blood pressure and here, it does uh, recommend soaking in a bathtub, uh, basking in a sauna can be very pleasant and a way to relax done on a regular basis. Both habits may also help prevent heart attacks and strokes. According to several studies that the, the high temperatures in a, in a warm tub or sauna caused your blood vessels to dilate, which lowers blood pressure. That's what Doctor Adolf Hutter, Hutter says. He's the professor of medicine at the uh, Harvard Medical School, and he also says both saunas and hot baths seems to be safe for people with stable heart disease and even mild heart failure. But people with unstable chest pain or angina, poorly controlled. Blood pressure or other serious heart issues should avoid them. So, if you have poorly controlled high blood pressure, I guess if your blood pressure is uncontrolled, if your blood pressure is poorly controlled, then they don't recommend it. People who are in their 70s and older, whose blood pressure is on the low side, also should be very careful, according to this Dr. Hutter. If the water is too hot, in the bath or tub, your blood pressure may dip too low, which can make you feel dizzy or lightheaded. Uh, this is what he says. By low, he means a, a top number or systolic number is around one ten or or lower. Although he says one ten is a low blood pressure, we know that, according to the guidelines, one ten is a good blood pressure. Uh, we, we're really targeting a, a, a one. Thirty or less, but actually 120 or less is a good blood pressure, according to the guidelines. And I mean, this is massive uh, research that has gone into the guidelines that really has indicated to us that less than 120 over 80 is a is normal blood pressure. But 110 is really a normal blood pressure now. Uh, according to the Mayo Clinic, a blood pressure reading of lower than ninety, nine zero for the top number, or sixty lower than sixty for the bottom number, is generally considered a low blood pressure. So I would agree with that. But one ten is it's really an, a a normal blood pressure. Okay, let me let me get off that. But uh, the causes of low blood pressure can range from dehydration to serious medical issues or, or diseases so it's important to find out what's causing low blood pressure if you do have low blood pressure according to the male clinic water temperature is 100 to 105 is reasonable get in slowly so your body can accommodate gradually he says So you can read the article, go to uh, the link in the show notes and you can read the rest of that. But actually, it sounds like doing this on a regular basis, a nice warm bath is is beneficial to you. But if you're having, um, if you have other heart conditions and your blood pressure is um, uncontrolled, um, well, this this blood pressure is uncontrolled. But I guess if you're normally controlled and you have um, just this particular spike, it may be useful. But the best advice um, I'm going to give you is that whatever you do, you really need to ask your doc. That's the best thing you can do. Before you have this issue, you can call your doctor or at your next doctor's visit. You want to ask your doctor, what should you do if you start having spikes in your blood pressure? And what would your doctor advise you to do? And if you have some idea of what you want to do about that, bring that up to your healthcare provider and let them know, hey, I you know should i take an extra dose of medication should i just call you and if i if i should call you what what number what number should i call if i start having spikes in my blood pressure and that's the best advice the best advice is to get this information and get your medical advice from your healthcare provider and ask your healthcare provider what exactly you need to do even before you need to do this so if you have hypertension at one time or another you probably will have a spike in your blood pressure and you need to know at what level of the spike you should seek uh, healthcare for example if you have if your blood pressure normally runs less uh, less than 130 over 80 at home and then you just have a little spike like 140 over maybe 80s uh, you know 140 over 80 that's a spike, but that's not. That may not be anything that you need to contact your doctor about. You might be able to do some things, drink some extra water, you know, those kind of things. Take a warm bath, relax, meditate, you know, do some things in order to get your blood pressure down. Now, if your blood pressure spikes as high as this, Facebook friend, uh, blood pressure one eighty is over a hundred. Then that may, that sets the alarm, even though the American Heart Association says that, hey, wait until it's over 180 and wait until it's over 120 to call your doctor or that's when you're in crisis. Actually, that's a pretty high blood pressure. I would even say if your blood pressure is running as high as 160, um, the top number and the bottom number at a hundred or more, you need to let your doctor know if that's consistent. You know, if you're once you take your blood pressure a couple of times, like I said, at least one to three blood pressure measurements, you want to call your doctor with this number and you want to let them know that you know how to take your blood pressure. You have the right size cuff and your monitor is validated. You might want to say those things. You want to say this to your healthcare provider so that your health provider would know that you are using a validated cuff, and you know how to take your blood pressure, and this is what you you got, and you want to report any symptoms that you're having. Have your pharmacy number handy. Your blood pressure medication handy so you can give the exact dose and frequency of what you're taking. You want to have several blood pressure measurements when you talk to your health care provider. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you learned something about blood pressure spikes and stay tuned to the next hypertension resistant to treatment where I'll tell you more about what everybody ought to know about hypertension and trending health topics. Thanks for listening and I'll see you